welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. And like I said, this is a very special bonus episode of Party of One to celebrate the show's sixth anniversary. That is six full years. That is so much time. And also because this game is on Kickstarter right now, we wanted to get the game, the episode out while it was still on Kickstarter to make sure that they, you know, you checked it out while the Kickstarter is still going. Scheduling is funny. Um, I am joined by Jeffrey Hayes for a game of Haunted Hill Academy, an intimate coming-of-age supernatural horror game for two players. Haunted Hill Academy is a game about students exploring a mysterious, private, almost certainly haunted school with a forbidden wing and trying to crack the, the secrets of this mysterious school while focusing on their studies, while growing as students and, and finding their place in their social circles. It is a game about uh, identities. It is a game about like secrets. It is a game about exploration. It, it is quite simply a game that I truly loved playing, and I really, really want you to, to go and check it out. Uh, it is currently on Kickstarter for about, as of the time of this episode, drop about four more days um, and it's got a little bit of ways to go before it funds, but I really want you to go and back the Kickstarter, help make it happen because this game is really special and cool and I loved playing it. You can find more information about Haunted Hill Academy in the show notes. Go, go to the Kickstarter, back it, fund it, make it happen, get your copy. This game rips and I want you to have it. You can also check out Haunted Hill Academy on Twitter at Haunted Hill ACAD or Jeffrey on Twitter at Jeffrey Jeff Rar. Now I don't have anything else to plug. I don't have any housekeeping notes. So with all that said... Let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am so, so excited to be sitting out with Jeffrey Hayes. Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you so much for having me. It's nothing short of a pleasure. I am so excited to be playing today's <laughs> game. Um, why don't you take a moment to let the lovely listeners home know about what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on you want them to know about? Awesome. Yeah, uh, we are playing Haunted Hill Academy. It is... A game that basically asks the question, what if we took all those tropes from works like Betrayal at the House on the Hill or Cabin in the Woods uh, and put them into an East Coast boarding school? What happens when you take every horror trope you know and combine it with coming-of-age stories? Oh, that is a hell of a pitch, and I could not be more excited. <laughs> Thank I, you. I don't know if you, Jeffrey, know how many, how many hours I've lost to Betrayal at House on the Hill, so I'm very excited today. Oh my gosh, yay. It is one of my favorite games. Uh, you can probably see on my, my Zoom profile pic, it is behind me on my wall. It is also on my mm. fridge, and I have a copy to play. So Love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. Um, okay, talk us through talk us through the, the premise of the game. I know that we're going to be reading kind of an intro, uh, some intro text. Talk us through how, we, how, we, how you want us to dive into those, and we'll kind of get going. Yeah, awesome. Let me get that up here. Do you want to go back and forth on individual lines? Is that is that feel like the that best way exactly to do it? That is exactly what I would like to do. Yes, please. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, then I will go ahead and kick us off. Uh, welcome to Haunted Hill Academy. An enormous, sprawling manor sits upon a cliffside, overlooking the ocean and a small seaside town below. Once, it was the private residence of a wealthy widow, known to the locals for her eccentricities. Now, it is one of the most prestigious boarding schools on the East Coast. The school has a strict code of conduct. Obey it and graduate with honors, and you're set for life. It is the best education anyone could hope for. However, there are so many unanswered questions about the school. Why is an entire third of the school off-limits to students? What exactly is the legacy of the students who came before? 
Is it true that there's a secret curriculum that only some students get to learn? Is it true that this school is... Oh, is it stupid to ask this? Is it true that this school is magical? Your experiences here will shape you into who you become for the rest of your life. And there is so much to experience in the school. There are so many people here. People who can influence you for the better. If you can trust them. They say getting into this school is getting into the school of your dreams. Oh, but what does that mean for the students plagued by nightmares? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Yay, I'm excited that you're excited. So yes, we are going to be creating a character who attends this prestigious boarding school. It attracts uh, a wide variety of types. You get your legacy kids who, uh, you know, there's parents, parents, parents came here. They have lots of expectations. They're the Ivy League types. But then you also get the kids who are like, this school is called Haunted Hill Academy. Everyone knows what that means, right? Like, mm -hmm. this is this is weird. It's quirky. It's, it's odd. I want to go here. Mm -hmm. So it attracts all of that. Uh, and the one other thing I want to make sure we're clear on before we jump in, we have our dormitories on campus, we have our academic wing, which has everything in the school that makes it a school, and then we have our forbidden wing. Mm -hmm. A big archway with two metal stanchions in front, a velvet rope between them, and a little sign hanging down, swinging there, that just says, forbidden wing, please do not enter. So, that's just something for the folks at home to be aware of. Just With something, all of that just something in to keep mind. in their mind. <laughs> uh, let's create you a character, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So let's start with our aspects. We are playing a fate-based game, which means we have aspects, short, descriptive phrases that will uh, power certain things in play. In Haunted Hill Academy, you have four aspects. You have your core belief. That is your guiding principle, your moral compass, uh, the way you make sense of the world. Uh, you have Why Haunted Hill, why you chose this school out of any other for high school. Uh, you have your greatest desire. This is something between like a goal and a wish. It can be short term or long term. Uh, my favorite so far has been I want to take Stacy Kevinson to prom. Uh, very good. Very, very, very good. Very good. But also I've had uh, I want to make the world a little bit better every day and I want to become the most feared dark sorcerer the world has ever known. No. So I, I love it. I love it. I love these <laughs> a lot. I love every single one of these. I'm really excited. Yay. And then our final aspect that we get to define is our plaguing question. This is your chance to telegraph to me the kind of supernatural horror you want to see in this game. Uh, so I've had things like, what if I'm the bad guy? Who else can see her? Uh, which was a fun thing to define. Uh what is that shadow out of the corner of my eye? What does my reflection never look quite right? Uh, mm. All sorts of things we can play with. So, off the top of your head, where are you immediately drawn for your aspect? Which um, aspect do you want to do first? I so I I was I I've I've got a lot of different ideas that have been bouncing around in my head. Mm -hmm. But now, like hearing you describe everything, uh, there's a desire, and I don't really know. And maybe this is kind of exciting to me to kind of play to find out. But I know what I want my desire to be. Great. What what do you want it to be? I want to win the Battle of the Ska Bands. Oh my god, how dare you speak directly to my soul. That is so rude. Uh, I, it, well, <laughs> it's, I mean, it, I am a rude boy, so I understand this. <laughs> I... 
I need to tell you, I've been playing this game for a while now. I have been living in the coming-of-age horror stuff, and this is the first time someone has really gotten me right where I live. And just <laughs> I mean, how dare I'm you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, you know what? If, if, if it wasn't me speaking from the heart, uh, it, it might not have the same impact. But, uh, yeah, I really specifically wanted to... I really specifically want... I don't know what that means for the rest of the character. I've got to work that out. Because, like, I had ideas... And I'm I'm just going to go with the ideas that I had, and I'm going to see what the character looks like mm-hmm. for, like, with the things that kind of pop into, like, the que- the responses that pop into my head. And I'm going to see who this character is once I put these things all on the board. That feels like that feels like how I want to build out this character. So why Haunted Hill? Mm-hmm. Why Haunted Hill? And, and, and I'm going to write... Uh, Something weird is happening, and I'm going to crack it. Mm. Can we get I, that a little more laser-focused? Yes. Let me think about it for a second. Yeah, what what flavor of weird is happening? Some spooky stuff is happening, and I'm going to crack it. <laughs> this, play, this place is... It, like it, the, the phrase that jumps out to me, the one that you had thrown out, was... That, that there are students that look at this place and go, this place is called Haunted Hill Academy. And mm-hmm. like I, that that speaks a lot to me. And the, the, the aspect, some spooky stuff is happening and I'm going to crack it, feels very compelling to me. I like that idea of a student, a student, a, a student that is here specifically like that, that kind of that kind of, of I guess, like. You know, like horror, that kind of horror protagonist is very compelling to me. That kind of horror protagonist uh, that, 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 that thinks they know what is going on and is like determined to figure that out, even if it's not what they think at all. Like that is very, very compelling to me. Totally. Yeah. I love that. It's a great reason to go to a school is to get to the bottom of some spooky stuff. It's there's something up here. Something's up here. And I just, I gotta know, like, I gotta know perfection plaguing, all right so we have two aspects left where are we drawing a next core belief and a plaguing question mm-hmm. oh this is an interesting juicy question that i'm gonna throw out here Ooh, okay why is everything around me so damn easy Ooh. why is everything around me so damn easy Oh, I like this. I think that's an interesting, really interesting question. It really, it also like pairs so nicely around. Uh, if I'm like, if that, if if something spooky is happening, that feeling of like the care of like a person starting to play, ask the question, like, why did I get into this school, this super prestigious school? I, I don't picture myself, and all right, a character starting to come in. I don't picture myself as like an academic. I I, yeah. I kind of picture myself as a would be rock star, a little bit of a a little bit of a of a shaggy, mm-hmm. and like, why did I get into this prestigious school? Like, I'm here to figure some I'm here to I'm here to investigate <laughs> this. They sh- I shouldn't have gotten in so easily. Like that idea yes. of like something weird is happening and and something and things are are happening too easily around me mm-hmm. is very it, that is that is very creepy to me. That like that sense of synchronicity of like. Why is everything falling into place? Yes, that is delicious. There's so much to play with there. Big question. Does ska music come easily to you? I kind of think yes. Okay. I think, I think, 
I, 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 this that, that is a great question, and that really does like inform my my core belief. My core belief. I'm here to put on the concert of the century. I that delusions <laughs> of that delusion of rock stardom is very is very compelling to me. Yeah, if it's even delusional, right? Yeah, and 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 also that idea of yeah, that idea of like I also love the there's something really interesting to me. There's the very kind of classic uh coming of age teen movie trope of the sort of washout musician and the implication is always that that musician is kind of is kind of an untalented un uh Kind of an untalented dweeb, like they like. It's always that they have more confidence that they have than they have talent. Mm-hmm. And with the other questions, the picture of this sort of uh, this sort of like oddball musician that is talented and is able to put on a show, and like that does, and like does have, and like maybe I am a little popular, and like I do have a little bit of like like the shows that I put on are 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 raucous affairs, and they seem to only be getting better. But also, like, I, you know, I'm also splitting my time between putting on these shows and also figuring out what the hell is going on. And it's all just it all there's this there's this artificial feeling of ease to all of it that is starting to starting to to pick at my brain. Am I wrong to say that I'm picking up a little Ferris Bueller vibe from your character? A little bit. Now that you now that you've put it out there a little bit, like I'm getting like a little nerdy but popular and life just seems to come easily to him and I I almost love so so here's here's how I'm picturing this. This character has now really clearly popped into my head. Thank you for pointing out the turning <laughs> Ferris Bueller. I am if the other there, there's the, there's the, I, uh, there, I always, I don't like the sort of like what, like theories of them all, but like there's the theory that the other kid has imagined Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. What if that other, the, uh, the other, what's the other character's name from Ferris Bueller? I'm, if I'm referencing them, I should know their name. It's oh, important. we should look it up really quick. Cameron, Cam, Cameron, Cameron from yes. Ferris Bueller. If Cameron was Ferris Bueller, where there's that energy that like Cameron mm. kind of feels like he's not cool. Yeah. And like and like I kind and there's that kind of like downtrodden sort of uh sense of of him kind of being the nagging presence of like this is a bad idea like we shouldn't be doing this we shouldn't be stealing this car. If he was fair if he's in the Ferris Bueller role and like is putting on the concerts and things and the whole time is just like this seems like a bad idea. What why is this yeah. like why am I on in this parade? This seems reckless. That is this. That is the character that I'm coming in with now. Now that's now this character has popped into has has co- has clicked into focus for me. Yeah, I love that. Like life comes easily to you, but you're like aware of it in this way of like this shouldn't be happening. Yeah, this is great. Um, okay, let, I think that brings us perfectly into our next step, which is identities. Uh, we have some identities to put some points into. Identities work. Uh, Fairly similarly to like labels and masks, mm-hmm. uh, and they are your classic '80s teen movie archetypes. We've got cadet, you know, that's your sir, yes sir type, mm-hmm. last person you would try to buy weed from. Uh, your jock needs no introduction. Yep. Uh, legacy, old money, connections, etc. Uh, and then nerd, outsider, rebel, and then star is not necessarily someone who spends a lot of time on stage, though they definitely could. This is someone who's in the spotlight no matter what they're doing. Mm, mm, mm. So how do I how do I assign these out? 
So you have six points to spend. You can put no more than four points in any one identity. Okay. I'm going to put two points into star. Mm-hmm. That feels good. And also two points in nerd. Also it feels is good. A, it, I am a ska. I am a ska performer. Yes. You know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah. And that puts me at four. So I've got two more points. I like one point into rebel more than outsider. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put one point into jock. Ooh, interesting. I didn't see that coming. I, I kind of, I'm picturing a little bit of like, of um, the, the picture that I get is a little bit of um, if freaks and geeks had gone on for another season. And they had continued to run with that subplot of James Franco falling in with the with the geeks. Mm-hmm. That sense of like he's a little bit of the cool guy. He's a little bit of the he's a little bit of the uh, the little bit of like the 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 jock. But like he's mm-hmm. kind of he's he's shifted into being a little bit more of an of an oddball nerd. Like he's kind of found a space, and that's kind of where I picture I picture this character as like somebody that like. And I think it's almost it almost ties into that that ease, right? Like, I I maybe I, I maybe was never I maybe never uh, like lettered or I never was like a star. I was probably a bench warmer, but I probably made a team at some point, like uh, a second string, a second string on the basketball team. Like I probably mm-hmm. wasn't anything of note, but like I uh, that idea of like of of that that character who kind of like falls into whatever kind of social circle he he seems to be in at that moment. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and I see that you've named your character. Yes, I am Chester C.J. Jackson. Awesome. Uh, Chester, Chester C.J. Uh, C.J., he, his pronouns. Uh, I, 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 I think he changed his, I think he insists that his last name has two X's, but nobody else acknowledges this. <laughs> And all, but most people just know. I think also very few people know his last name is Jackson. Period. And then if they find it out, he tells them that it's spelled with two X's. Hmm. Excellent. The only other thing I want to point out on your character sheet is you will notice there is no space for hit points. There's mm-hmm. no space for stress or consequences. Uh, there is no amount of damage you can take in this game that will drop you without your consent. You mm. tell me if you want your character to black out or even die, I will never decide that for you. Okay. Um, so if you go, it makes a lot of sense for my character to black out here, etc. That is entirely on you. Cool. However, there is something on par with character death that I want you to be very aware of, which is your academy standing. Yes. You are currently at a C. This is not just your grades in school. This uh, represents your entire progress in the academy, uh, how much the teachers like you, how much you follow school rules, and, of course, your actual uh, academic progress. Should this ever hit F, you will receive notice of expulsion, and you have 24 hours to plead your case or else be expelled from the school forever uh, and lose your character's story in this game. So expulsion is on par with character death. Mm, love it. Love it. (laughs) All right. So we talked about the possibility of starting your character off in the Forbidden Wing, and we Mm -hmm. kind of discover how he got there together. Is that still interesting to you? Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. All right. Uh, I would like to do this by going back and forth. We'll each ask a total of three questions, one at a time. 
So three questions each to a total of six questions or one question, one question, one question, and then. Yes. One question, one question, one question until we've hit six questions. Okay. Got it. Six questions total. Got it. Perfect. Yes, yes, yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, so I'll start us off. Um, what is the scariest thing in this room? The scariest thing in this room is. It is a statue under a blanket that definitely just moved and no longer has the shape of a person. Mm. Like it was human shaped when I walked in, like it looked like it was a statue of a person that just had like a tarp thrown over it and it has now moved and it no longer. And there, there's something about it no longer like has the, the, the humanoid shape. Either it has grown an extra uh, limb or it has just like, moved in such a way that it seems like a human couldn't move that way. I mean, a statue shouldn't move that way regardless as it is a statue, but there's something about it that has like visibly shifted away from the shape that you would expect to see a statue in. I love this. I'm noticing how vague you're being, and I'm wondering if that is because you want to leave room for us to define or if because your character cannot quite put his finger on what's wrong. I think it's th- I I I was going for the former, but the latter also feels very cool. Okay, let's go with that. Cool. I want to ask you, what did I have to do to get in here? Hmm. This is fun. What did you have to do to get in here? Uh, you had to put an innocent kid who did nothing wrong right in trouble in your place in order to get here. Mm, love that. All right, my question for you. Why can't you leave the Forbidden Wing yet? What is the thing you must do before you can leave? I don't have proof. This is the, this is the first time I've gotten into the Forbidden Wing. And I can't leave without something that I can carry out of here that proves that there is something, something horrifying going on in here. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have a hard piece of proof. I'm going to ask you, where am I supposed to be right now? Oh, fun. Um, oh, so many good answers. I'm going to, since you've gifted me this, I will create this conflict in the character. I think you're supposed to be on stage right now. Mm-hmm. I think you have a performance right now that you're missing. To oh, be and that's, that's definitely the, that's definitely the kid I put in trouble was the, the, the person that is organizing this, uh, this concert. And like, I, like I was one of the, the performers and they're, they're at this exact moment, like completely trying to cover for the fact that I'm not here. Oh yeah. The event organizer. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I mean, I'm going to make you answer this for me then. Why tonight? Of all nights, why did it have to be tonight? Why tonight? Oh yeah. Let's lean, let's lean, let's lean hard on the, on the so damn easy. Every one of my teachers mentioned going out of town tonight. 
Oh. Every one of my teachers had said some variation of, I need you to, I need you, I need this assignment by this day because I'm going to be at a conference or, um, or in, in the casual sort of awkward pre-class discussion, like, oh, I'm going, I'm going visiting family this weekend. Like every single teacher has mentioned something about being not here this weekend or being not here tonight. It was too juicy an opportunity to let up and it definitely feels too easy, mm-hmm. but I can't not take it. Oh, man. Oh, CJ, buddy. My last question. Mm-hmm. Let's throw in, let's throw in some, let's throw in some, some, some dramatic irony here. Let's do it. What danger haven't I noticed yet? Yes. Thank you. Love this. Oh, what danger have you not noticed yet? Hmm. I think, I think what I'd like to do at this point is describe the fr- the room for you and get you in the space mm-hmm. and then give you the first inkling of the thing you may not have noticed. Love it. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, so this is a room that has no natural light in it. There is mm-hmm. no, uh, window in this room, um, There was a light switch in this room, but it didn't appear to do anything when you flicked it. Uh, What what have you turned to for your light source? Are you just going off of the flashlight on your phone? Just the blue screen? Uh, The flashlight on my phone. Awesome. So when you were looking around, you found a room with uh, tiled floors, uh, wood panel walls, uh, various different pedestals in this room. This room seems to be some sort of uh, impromptu gallery or maybe like a a space where art pieces are stored. Uh, but there is only one statue apparently in this room and it is currently covered in a tarp and you're staring at it trying to figure out what's wrong with it, why it doesn't look quite human-shaped right mm-hmm. now. Uh, and in Doing so, you didn't notice yourself kind of step onto a pedestal just sort of on your own. You just kind of accidentally stepped onto a pedestal. Mm. Uh, And you can't help but feel as if someone is watching you. Mm. What part of your identity do you feel is like kind of bubbling up in you right now? I feel... You would think it would be it would be the the, the rebellious shriek or the 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 investigator in me. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot more. It's a lot more the sort of nerdy, bookwormy, pop culture junkie, mm-hmm. or even more like kind of the the pop culture half pop culture junkie half scientist sort of like nerdy i'm gonna describe it as like the explainer Uh uh-huh like it it feels like i should be the investigator right now right like that 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 urge to to figure out what is happening and to to ask the questions and to get the proof but right now with everything i do 15 million theories come into my head Mm -hmm. and 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 i'm doing 
I'm not investigating. I am taking things around me and fitting them into a into a story, and then and then immediately that story changes into something else. Oh, interesting. Yeah, almost like you're taking the details around you and turning them into fan fiction. Almost, yeah. It's that sense of I, I'm not. It's it's instead of asking a question, finding evidence for the answers that I'm already making in my head, which is like a very narrow distinction, but I think a very important. No, yeah, totally. There's a confirmation bias thing happening yeah. here. You're trying to make the thing around you fit your narrative. Yeah. Well, I think this makes a lot of sense for this character. What is the mm-hmm. narrative you're trying to make things fit? I think in this and this is maybe this is maybe the part of me that's bubbling up that feels that that feels the most alarming. Mhm. I'm explaining things away. Yeah. It's that it's that I'm here now. I'm in the forbidden wing. I'm in the place that I told myself I was going to get to. I was going to find evidence that something spooky and something supernatural was going on. And now I'm here. And with every step, like, like I see a shadow on the wall and I'm like, that's just a tree brushing against a window. Mind you, there's no intern. There's no light. But like I see that shadow and I'm like tree on a window. It's fine. I'm just this is this is this is a pointless trip. And I sh- I'm wasting a perfectly good concert night to be here. Like I'm. I'm taking all of those cues and I'm explaining why why the they're not the thing that I'm looking for here. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is very early on for this, but I think we've already uh identified a key thing going on with this character and an identity you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. I think there's an identity here. It may be on this list, it may not be. We may need to add it to our list of identities. I think there's an identity here that represents this part of you that desperately wants to explain this away and be done with this this foolish choice to go down here. What identity is that? Either making one up or choosing one from the list. I think it's cadet. I think I'm just I think I'm now that I'm here. Yeah. I think I'm de- like I like I think now that I'm in this school and like I'm surrounded by it. There's this voice in my head that's like, are you really going to throw this away? Are you Mm -hmm. really going to throw it? Like, are you like, like you, like it's starting to kind of have that doubt of, am I going to, of, am I, am I wasting a really good opportunity for my future on this ridiculous chase? I love this. Um, I think your experience is a shift in your identities. Would you like to defend against it? I think so, yeah. So what's the antithesis of cadet for you? What would be the best way to defend against cadet? Rebel. Rebel feels like the way to, to, to resist against it. Cadet feels like the epitome of... Cadet feels like the epitome of, like, buying into the experience, and Rebel mm-hmm. feels like the epitome of pushing against that. Yes, agree completely. So internally, there's this moment where you are stepping onto this pedestal and you can feel things looking at you and you feel yourself once again, probably for uh, the who knows what time, like you just keep pushing things back and you feel that inside yourself and there's this internal struggle to let yourself wonder what's happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give me a rebel role. We're going to say difficulty... uh, Let's see. This feels high stakes to me. It does not feel like there's inherent pressure around you, but it does feel inherently difficult. So we're going to say difficulty three. Difficulty three. Okay. 
So I'm going to roll my four fate dice and I'm going to add one for my, for my, my rebel. Yes, label. please. That is a minus one poor. So that is a zero. Okay. Is this worth spending a fate point on? Um, if you I spend a fate do... point, I still won't succeed at it, but I won't, but, but right now I'm, I'm failing by three or more, which is the worst possible case. Yes. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say it is worth spending a fate point. I am too convinced that something spooky is happening here. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's everything in my being. It is, it is why I'm here. It is what I've been after. It is, it is, it is, it is foundational to, to what has brought me here so far. Yeah. Now you may love or hate me for this. We'll just, dis- we'll find out momentarily, but I do want to remind you that spending a fate point does not necessarily mean you just add two to the roll. You could spend it oh. as a re-roll of the dice. Actually, that might actually, that might be better. I'm trying to decide. I know. It's literally a gamble, but. I got to do it. Okay. That's the, that is a, that is a one. So it's okay. still a failure, not a failure by three. Okay. I'll take it. All right. So you do not do what you set out to do. The cadet in you wins over. Go ahead mm-hmm. and shift your identities such that cadet okay. is at one and rebel is at zero. All right. And you find yourself looking around and coming up with reasons for why none of this around you can be as spooky as part of you maybe wants it to be. You are mm-hmm. realizing the cold reality that maybe you really did come down here for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that my priority in that moment shifts then from what like shifts to what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my priority is no longer to, to push forward and is now maybe to, to go out because I mean, I got a concert lined up today. Like I should just, I should get there. I'm putting, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting Jerry in a really bad spot like that. I'm, I'm, I'm being a, I'm being a crappy friend. I should go, I should go make this right and go hit the stage. Okay. Uh, there is only one door in and out of this room. So as you turn back to go and put your hand on that door, um, tell me honestly, is that exactly what you're thinking that you have to go back to the concert be a better friend to Jerry or does a thought slip in at the last minute? Either is totally fine. A, sl- a thought absolutely slips in at the last minute. Yeah. There's even though I've, 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 I've become certain in my belief that, that there's nothing. I can't be a hundred percent. I know I can't be a hundred percent and I'm here and I'm here now. And I only have this one shot to figure something weird out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I think I, I'm holding on to that door for a while, maybe for a moment too long. Yeah. What is that? I, I love that. What is that doubt in your mind? What, what's that like screaming thought, whether it's just like an actual phrase or if it's just like a, an impression or, or a feeling like, give me a sense of where the character is. Have I really come this far for nothing? Hmm. I think that's what it is. It is that it is that it is me accepting kind of telling myself that it's nothing. And then in that moment thinking, well, if it's nothing, then have this is then all of this that you've come for is nothing like it's the if then. So it's I think the phrase that I'm throwing out is have I come this this far for nothing? Yeah. 
so you keep your hand on the doorknob for a while mm-hmm. and eventually you open it. I think I go to, I think I go to open it. Okay. I think I give, I give one last long look around with my phone, my phone, the flashlight. I think at this point it's no longer the flashlight. I think I've turned off the flashlight and it's the blue, it's the blue screen, but because like having the flashlight on felt a little bit ostentatious, that felt like I was snooping. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're in your realism phase now. We yeah. just need the blue screen. That's just, it. I just I just need to be able to move around. Like the I don't flashlight need a, is too extra. I don't need it. I don't need. I'm not. I'm not looking for anything. I'm just making sure I don't run into anything. Yeah, you're not the Hardy Boys. You don't need a flashlight. Exactly. So you open this door, and I think the dullness that's creeping into you maybe takes over long enough that you're a few steps into this room before you realize this is not the room that you came in from. Oh, you are walking down a a creaky hallway. It's narrow. There's a door at the far end, but there's also uh, three sets of doors on your left and right. This is not what you remember from before. You see uh, portraits on the walls of very stuffy, aristocratic looking people, all with disapproving looks on their faces. Um, and a door at the end of the hallway. I what, am getting what would you be feeling now? Increasingly uncomfortable. No, no, no. That's I, that was my, my well, yes, my um, increasingly uncomfortable, incredibly mm-hmm. unnerved. Goddamn excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? What? Which of your identities is coming up right now? Um, this is, this is, this is the, this is the nerd, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is the, this is, this is the, this is the paranormal, the paranormal zine, zine printer that like is, is absolutely convinced that, that, that Satan himself has founded this academy. Like this is, this is, this is the validation into that, into that aggressive investigation. This is that vibe of 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 this is that validation of like i knew it i knew it i knew it something weird just happened yeah am i correct in thinking that this this is the nerd on overdrive trying to not to like find full validation for the spooky yeah. thing like yeah yeah like that, look that, around that. and and get like your proof or your something here right yeah taking in every detail because i'm confident that something this is not the way that i came in and there was only the one door so something has to have happened so now i'm like now i'm like i think i've turned the flashlight back on and i'm looking at the paintings and i'm looking at everything and like i am this is exactly right this is this is nerd on overdrive of me like tearing tearing through every detail of this hallway and Mm -hmm. like increasingly increasingly i think at this point i've started to mutter to myself I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I'm going to text cool. Jerry. I'm going to text Jerry and tell him I'm going to be late. <laughs> okay. What's happening first? Texting Jerry or looking around for some kind of proof or evidence? Looking around for some kind of proof. I think okay. like, I think I say that I'm going to text Jerry, but I think that like that is not my top priority. Yeah, you're saying that as you're actively not texting Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Um, we need a nerd roll here. The difficulty is going to be, let's see, uh, two for inherent difficulty, one for high stakes. And I think that it's starting to dawn on you as the excitement is like, as you're kind of settling into the excitement, that feeling of being watched has gotten worse. That is so a- the pressure is on. So this is difficulty four. 
That is a terror. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a fate point and re-roll this. That is a that is not a good roll. That is a terrible. Okay. Uh, uh, so that puts so me be- to a zero total. Okay. Uh, and when you spent four. that fate point, which aspect were you spending that on? I am spending this on. Uh, I am spending this on. Why is everything so damn easy? Uh huh. Because, like, it's I. I'm not trying to because like the the creepy thing to me to to CJ is self evident. In that, in that the hallway has changed. So I think it is, I think it is CJ trying to find some, some trick to it. It is Mm -hmm. CJ, it is CJ being like, they're not just going to have me wander in some sort of quantum hallway. There's got to (laughs) be, there's got to be a trick. There's got to be, what's the, what's the big reveal? What's the monster? What am I being led to? Yeah. What's the monster around the corner? What's the, what's the nightmare situation? Yeah. Now that is a three. That is a plus one. I rolled a plus one. I got two for nerds. So that is a three total. Okay. A three against the four difficulty. Would you like to spend your last fate point for a total success? I am absolutely going to spend that because some spooky stuff is happening and I am going to crack it. Yes, yes, yes. I am absolutely taking that success here. This is, this is the moment for me to succeed and then to fail horribly later. Yes. Let's build this together. Where okay. do you find your looking around in this hallway? What is this piece of proof that you find? We're going to create it as an aspect with one free invoke for you to use. Um, the thing that jumps out to me mm-hmm. is these is these stuffy old aristocratic portraits. Mm-hmm. One of their names is identical to my professor. Okay. And 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 like to, to like to the word like one of one of the one of the name I think it's that I catch the name and then I go up and it is that classic horror movie moment where the painting is a hundred percent the 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 hundred percent the actress playing my professor just in <laughs> old timey in old timey clothing yeah and it's like uh, and like it is unmistakably like I'm un- it is unmistakably I am looking at my my teacher in old timey clothes. Yes, just from like a hundred years ago. Yeah, same age. Awesome. What is the name of this professor? Um, what's a what is an old time? What is an old fashioned, old timing sounding name that has a modern variation? Oh, a very difficult and fancy question. I like this. Um, hmm. Let's go with uh, Isabella is good. Mm-hmm. I just looked up Queens of England. Isabella is a good Isabella is a good one. Love Isabella. 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 Isabella Anne's back is my is my is my is the queen is the professor. I said the queen's name is the professor's name. <laughs> the professor's name is Isabella Anne's back. Isabella Anne's back. Uh, but but I I I I know her. She insists on going by her first name of Izzy. Mm-hmm. But here it is listed as, as Isabella Ansbach. Cool. And what is, how do we want to phrase this aspect for this proof? That's a good question. Here's how I'm picturing this moment. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, because of the vibe I'm getting from your character. I don't see this as someone who would just take a picture on their phone in normal style. I picture you taking a selfie with the yeah. portrait. Yeah. Um, maybe even making a face or something. Uh, so I almost want to call this the impossible selfie. I like that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. The impossible selfie, and it has one free invoke. You can go ahead and put that under your notes and unlocks. Done. Okay. I like that. I like that impossible selfie. (laughs) So you have successfully gotten the impossible selfie. The sensation of being watched is continuing and you feel it from the portraits looking at you disapprovingly because that's how they're painted, but you can't help but shake that someone or something else is looking at you and is, it's like there's an audience around you, but also Mm -hmm. like someone is right there Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have this text to Jerry that you said you were going to send, but there's this feeling of people around you. What, what, What do you do? Um, at this point, half to my, at, at this point, overconfidence has gotten to me, yeah. right? Like at this point, it's not even, I'm not even, I'm not even doing this to the people that I feel around me, right? Like I'm certain it's that vibe. You're on stage enough. You know the vibe when there's an audience and like, I'm getting that vibe so strong. Mm-hmm. But what I'm doing is not even for that audience. It is just for me. Yeah, I am. I am spinning around and like monologuing. I am like, oh, the case has been cracked open. (laughs) Pulitzer Prize winning journalist C.J. Jackson. I am. I have. I have taken. I uh, this is it. The Academy is burning to the ground. Whoever I want. I want you. I want you. To know that this is the day that the Kate that the story of Haunted Hill Academy was blown wide open and it was CJ. Just CJ. That's a good pen name. CJ. It was CJ that did it. CJ actually, I like CJ Jackson. Let's go CJ Jackson. <laughs> CJ Jackson was the one that did it. And I want everyone here, and I am saying that with this like with this confident like point to the sky. To kind of tr- lie to myself that I don't think there's anyone else here. Yeah. I want everyone here to know this. I want you to mark it down, write it in your ledger, that tonight was the night that it happened. Awesome. What are you trying to accomplish by doing this? Because I believe it's something. <sighs> First of all, also, just beautiful moment. Love it. Here Thank for you. it. Thank you. Thank you. But um, what, what is... Because I think CJ is trying to do something here, and I'm not sure what it is. I think he's trying to... I think he's trying to... I think... I think consciously, he's doing nothing. Yeah. I think subconsciously, he is trying to... Like, I don't even think he realizes that he is trying to get the audience to react right like it's in that way like i'm thinking back to being on stage and that visual of like playing to a like it's like he's doing he's doing crowd work is the only way to describe it 
But I don't, and I don't think, I think if you were to ask him that question, he would say, I'm just doing it to myself. Like this is, I'm, I'm entertaining myself here. Let's put this to the test. I I think think, CJ in the middle of your monologue, as you are like doing this just for yourself, uh, the door at the end of the hallway cracks open a little bit Mm. in the middle of your monologue, interrupting you. Uh, and there's a light coming through. At the end of that hallway, there is something to investigate that is potentially ruining your monologue. Mm. Um, but there's also an opportunity here to either investigate what that is or to let that not bother you and finish this monologue for your invisible audience. I think. I think. Let me ask you, this is a game design question. Mm-hmm. Can I compel my aspects? Yes. Okay. Because I you think you can do self compels. I think this is a self compel. Yeah. I think this is. I think this. I mean, opening up a doorway with a big shining light inside, right as I'm starting to deliver this monologue. Hmm. That feels too damn easy. Yeah. I think it that's really got to be like I'm walking. I am walking straight through that door. I am not even doing it. I am. I'm putting away my phone. Like, there's a light. I don't need it. Like, I think I am in this moment fueled by the desire. Not not even the desire. I am in this moment fueled by the confidence and the knowledge and the validation that I've got it. I've got my proof. Mm-hmm. I'm here to see where, where the story goes. Yeah. I'm here to follow this to the to the end of the of the mystery. Cool. I'm walking straight through that door and I'm not even, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm, my fists aren't even up. Like my hands are at my side. I, I kind of mid sentence, I'm like, put it in your no And I just start walking. Like, yeah. I'm just, it's just like compelled, like a moth to the flame. You yeah. must go toward that glowing light and see what this is. I gotta, I gotta know. I gotta know what's through that door. Awesome. All right. Uh, so go ahead and, Make sure, yes, you have one fate point again. Yep. You are walking toward this golden light. I totally see that. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Charlie Bartlett, where he had those moments where he would constantly be like, my name is Charlie Bartlett mm-hmm. and what's yours? And there'd be like a screaming crowd and then mm-hmm. he'd snap hard back into reality. That's the yeah. kind of moment I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you are walking toward this open doorway. Uh, this is that mo- moment in the horror movie where you're walking just a little too slow and the music is getting just a little too loud for how mm-hmm. little actual music there is. And you push open this door slowly, right? Mm-hmm. I assume. Yeah. Uh, you walk into a room that is brightly lit and warm. Uh, we're looking at some nice hardwood laminated floors. We're looking at some nice wood paneling. Uh, no windows in here. Lots of uh, beautiful portraits. Uh, and several people in this room of various uh, states of dress. Uh, so, And when I say that, I mean uh, various time periods of dress. Mm, mm-hmm. Some people from a hundred years ago, some people who clearly are uh, from right now. Uh, they're in the middle of boisterous laughing. You walk toward this room. There's a moment when everybody stops and looks at you expectantly. They are staring at you and you cannot tell 
for a moment that feels like forever, whether or not you are welcome here. What do you do? I think I wait. I wait that that, that eternity in that moment. I wait it out. I stand mm-hmm. there and throw out my hands in sort of a shrug. Well, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> awesome. I think this is absolutely going to be an, a role. What identity do you think you're using? I think I'm using star here. I think this is, this is, this is, uh, this is, this is more of that crowd work. This is putting on a show. This is making myself known and, and, and making the legend of CJ Jackson known. Like this is the, this is a performance piece, right? Like this is, this is Han Solo in Return of the Jedi shrugging at the stormtroopers. This is the, this is the, hey, I, I'm not, I'm not flustered here. I'm, I'm, I've been, I've, I've, I've meant to be here this whole time. Okay. And I'm telling them and I'm telling myself at the same time. What is the best possible circumstances? What is success here? I don't think it's that I'm welcomed. I think it's that I, I think it's that something makes itself or, or, or some piece of information, some piece of the puzzle, some piece of the mystery makes itself known. Okay. In this moment, I, I am pulling on the thread of this is a very, this is a very doctor who moment. Yes. This is a very, this is a very, the doctor being a clown so that, so that the alien reveals a little bit of its plan. I think that's kind of, well, again, it's, it's one of those things that I don't know if, if, if CJ's kind of even fully thinking of it. I think he might just be thinking, Bill, they're looking at me. It's time to, time to <laughs> show off a little bit. But I think he's, I think he's trying to make himself as loud as possible so that something important gets, gets put in front of him. Cool. Um, I'm going to then counter you and say that failure here could mean being welcomed. Oh, that is a spicy meatball. That <laughs> is welcome. good. Oh, that's real good is the thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, this feels inherently difficult. So we're adding yep. two to the difficulty right there. You're also taking one for uh, high stakes um, and everyone's staring at you. So that's high pressure. So that's the highest we can get for natural difficulty. That's difficulty five. Okay. And I'm rolling a plus two here. And I've got I've got a free invoke on the impossible selfie, and I've got a fate point. So let's see yeah. how we go here. It's minus one. I'm thinking this through. Yeah. Because that's a total of plus one. If I spend both of those, I tie. And that might be the most interesting option. Ties are fun in this game. Ties are fun. I ties are fun. Ties are fun in fate. I love a good tie. I think that's what I'm going to do. I okay. think that I am. I think I am bolstered. I am, I think I am bolstered. I'm going to invoke the impossible selfie by saying, I don't think it literally comes up here. No, but, I but think it's it giving has, you the confidence. Yeah. I know yeah. that I've got one up on whatever sort of magical, whatever sort of magical spooky thing is happening here. Mm-hmm. I've got one up on it. I've got the ace in my back pocket. I've got the winning hand. So I can kind of afford to be a little flippant and, the other thing I'm going to I'm going to invoke the other half of the compel that I made earlier, which is to say this is damn easy. Yeah, 
like it is something here. However, we break down this tie. Something has like something has arranged itself to be easy for me. Yeah. That puts us right at five, which puts us at a tie, which is very, very exciting. I love tie. I love ties and fate. They're my favorite. Yes. Uh, So here's your choice that I'm going to give you for how we resolve this. You can choose, uh, because typically it's either you fail to get a boost or you succeed, but at a major cost. Uh, So if you fail here, you will be welcomed uh, into the proceedings going on and find yourself in the midst of that situation. But you will get a clue, a hint like you wanted, and we will give that to you in the form of a boost or. Uh, you can succeed in getting uh, like a full-on aspect with a free invoke here related to a clue of some kind, uh, but you will pay a cost, uh, and I think it will actually have something to do with the outside world, outside of this moment, rudely intruding on this. Those are both really good options. I'm going to take the boost. I, I, I'm most... I'm I'm most interested. I think Jeff as a player and CJ <laughs> as a character are most interested in following this thread. So I'm going to take that boost. Let them wel- like be welcomed and and see see where this rabbit hole leads. Cool. Uh, after you do that shrug of like, well, I'm here. There's a tittering of laughter and then uproarious laughter and you are brought into this whirlwind of uh, good humor. It's very like Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol being Mm -hmm. visited by the ghost of Christmas present, like just a whirl of shapes around you and lights. And uh, now you're in the center of the room somehow. And the door you came in through was closed, but now, now there's uh, several people around you. One gentleman with a big walrus-like mustache is patting you on the back just a little too hard, laughing mm. uproariously and saying, Well, my boy, <laughs> we've been waiting so long. It's so good to see you. Uh, what is the clue you get from them? What, what thing gets slipped? I'm actually going to take exactly what you just said. Mm. Mm, we've been waiting so long. We've been, yeah. yeah, we've been waiting so long for you. I think that piece of information, because like on some level, right, like that kind of answers that, 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 that is, even if it is just a boost, even if it's just that little bit of a clue, it doesn't definitively say anything. People often do just say that, right? Like that's just a thing people say, but that little bit of a clue is exactly enough of an answer to point me towards my, my, my lingering question or my plaguing question, right? Like to give me that little bit of a push, that little bit of a push to feel like I'm, I've got an, I'm going to, I'm, I'm close to the answer of why everything around me is so damn easy. Yeah. That, that phrase we've been waiting for so long for you is the perfect encapsulation of maybe there's, it's in the, it's not even a definitive answer, but maybe, maybe that's why things are easy. And, and, to somebody with CJ's exact personality and in this exact situation, that maybe is extremely dangerous because it's going to be the thing that keeps him running at this wall. Yes. Okay. We're near the end of our time, but I want to mm-hmm. lean in hard on this. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm going to add an aspect to this room. Just watching that, that aspect get filled in has filled me with dread. And I love it. Uh, so in this room, you feel this sense of comfort, but just this gnawing sense of something wrong. There's this warmth and familiarity here and you feel just so loved and accepted and you feel so comfortable you feel like you could stay here forever that's the aspect we've added mm-hmm. uh people are talking but you're not really absorbing what they're saying it's just really comfortable words uh people are leading you around the room you're meeting all sorts of interesting people Woman in a beautiful floor-length gown, a a very mousy-looking man with very eager eyes. And uh, you see each of them are standing near portraits of themselves. And you come to a moment when you're standing before a very large, empty portrait. It's just a background where it's very clear that someone Mm. is going to be painted in. And you kind of turn around and you realize now that there is a semicircle of people staring at you eagerly with big smiles as you're in front of this portrait. Mm. I don't love any part of this. What do you do? What part of your identity is coming up? I think. Oh, oh, damn. Jeffrey, I think I know the answer. I think I, I think I, I think I have some things to say. <laughs> Lay it on me. I think you had uh, partial, and 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 you had mentioned. I mean, we're we're nearing the end of our time, but I think this might be. I think this might be the end, and I think this might be the end for this character. Oh my god! Okay. I know, right? I know, what? right? What? Okay. I know, right? Hear yeah. me out. I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at my my aspects and I'm looking at the one aspect that I the one aspect I haven't touched yet. Yeah. And I'm thinking through this. I think what happens here is I turn around, there's a whole bunch of people staring at me and I look back at this portrait and I think the background of it has started to be filled in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it is like a concert hall stage, right? Like it is the, it is the concertina stage from Haunted Hill Academy. Like I recognize it. I've taken lessons in this big, grand old Opry style performance hall. Mm-hmm. And 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 there, it's 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 from it's from where the curtain would be, looking out at the audience, and there are these sort of faceless shapes, and all of this is kind of getting filled in. Every time I look back, there's a little more. And it's looking out, and it's it would be behind the person that was on stage. And I look at it, and I look at the people, and I'm, I look back, and Jeff, me, is looking at my, my aspect sheet, and Jeffrey, what's my core belief? You're here to put on the concert of the century. I think I turn back, and I look, and everyone is, is crowding around me. And I feel the weight of my phone in my back pocket, and I see a little more of this portrait filled in. And I pull out my phone, and my shoulders sag a little bit. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I can't stop the grin on my face. Yeah. I pull out my phone, I open up my text messages, and I finally send that text to Jerry. Yeah. Hey, bud, I'm not going to make it. And I put it in my back pocket, and I... I finally turn back around one last time and standing in uh standing in in a full 
tuxedo holding a uh, a conductor stick as there are several other shapes all around holding various instruments. Somebody's holding a stand-up bass because we got to at least roughly indicate that it's a Scott concert. Yeah. Um, looking back, like, there's me right there in the painting holding the conductor stick leading this entire thing. I'm not a conductor. I've never been a conductor, but, you know, I'm young. I can learn. <laughs> I've got time. And I turn back and I smile and I, I I mutter under my breath, you know, I could I could stay here forever. There are worse things. I did say I was gonna run put on the concert of a century. I've probably got time to do that though. I'm young. I think we hear the sounds of a ska band and mm-hmm. a roaring audience. Um And we see your character enter into this painting and we feel that concert. And the next thing we feel is that sensation muffled, like Mm -hmm. it's a thousand miles away as we pull out of the painting to see it as a painting, Mm -hmm. you frozen in time, possibly forever. And I think that if I may throw out a closing beat. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I think, I want to throw out a cliffhanger, because I think it's real good. Yes. I think we cut back to the concert happening. Uh Uh-huh. Jerry looks at his phone. Jerry is is positively fuming. Mm Mm-hmm. This son, this, 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 this motherfucker. Yeah. Is gonna stand me up. And somebody mentions offhandedly. I mean, he is he is he is grabbing people. He's like, where the hell is C- why is Siege? How is how is he just going to stand us up? And somebody casually mentions, oh, yeah, he said he was going to go like, look like he was going to grab something from I think he said the music hall. I don't know. I thought that was in the forbidden, the forbidden wing. But that's just me. And Jerry, we get a flashback to the two of them together talking about this and. CJ has said, like, we get a shot of CJ saying to Jerry, something spooky's going on. I'm going to be the one to crack it. And Jerry, holding his phone, quietly puts it in his pocket, looks around. The last set is playing. The concert's wrapping up. I think the last band steps off stage and they go to they go to shake Jerry's hand to shake it, to, to thank him for this opportunity. And he is nowhere to be found. And that is and, and on that note, that is gay. There we go. I love it. Crushed it. Oh, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. Oh, yay. I'm so glad. Yes, we've told a very interesting story here in just a short time. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, that ruled. That was fantastic. Yay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for playing it with me. This was so this was an absolute delight. Oh, thank you. Yes, it was my pleasure to share it with you. Uh, so real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, you can follow all information about this game at Haunted Hill Acad on Twitter. Academy was too long. Uh, you can follow me at Jeffrey Jeffrar, but fair warning, that is just where I post pictures of the flowers I buy myself each week because I'm worth it. Uh, and if you are interested in playing a game with me, I am a professional GM uh, and my games are all about transformative experiences uh, I bring my background as a uh, professional psychologist to the games, uh, and that can be found at criticalgrowthgames.com. 
Thank you so much for playing with me. This was an absolute pleasure. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Jeffrey for coming onto the show. That game was... God, that game was so freaking cool, is the thing. Like, I love a mystery story, and I love a good horror story, and it was just all of those things. It was just a perfect storm of cool, evocative storytelling. I I could not be happier with that. Now, like I said, Haunted Hill Academy is on Kickstarter for a few more days. I really want to see this game fun. I want my own copy of this game. I want you to go to Kickstarter and back it and make it happen, because um, this game rips. I'm super excited about it. So, yeah. Go to, go to the show notes, back the game on Kickstarter, head to Twitter, follow Haunted Hill ACAD and Jeffrey Jeffrar, and then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. Uh, head to our merch store at bit.ly slash partyofonemerch. Join our Discord at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice pod chaser review or telling a friend about the show, giving us some love on social media. Uh, you can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Uh, and if you're looking for another podcast to enjoy, check out All My Fantasy Children. It is a character creation, storytelling, world-building podcast powered by you. Every week on AMFC, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish. At OneShotPodcast.com, the show is part of the OneShot Podcast Network. Um, Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. Uh, if you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, send me an email at PartyOfOnePodcast at gmail.com. Now, that's pretty much it for me. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Party on.